Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Friday, April 21st, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you. Uh, Nate Rapensky will be joining us momentarily, uh, as he does on set many Fridays. And Jimmy Murphy, who, of course, is covering the Bruins and Panthers. Uh, he'll be joining us a little bit later in the show as well. Uh, we are here for a big Friday night uh, of NHL action coming up. We've got Game 3s. Three of the series are even at a game apiece, so... Some real important hockey taking place tonight uh, across the board. But first, we'll look back on what took place on Thursday night. We'll start in Toronto, uh, basically the polar opposite of game one, where Tampa thumped Toronto, and Toronto got their payback and returned the favor last night. 7-2 to win uh, over the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Credit to the Leafs. They did what I wanted to see them do. I wanted to see them come out strong, come out fast with a purpose, uh, and we certainly saw them do that uh, last night. Uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They scored that goal in the first minute. I think that did wonders for them. It got the crowd into it. It got Toronto, their confidence up right from the beginning. Uh, and they basically rolled from there. I like that they shot high on Vasilevsky. Multiple goals. The Tavares fourth goal. The Nylander goal. Uh, shooting high. That's the place you beat Andre Vasilevsky. And obviously, uh, they were able to do that last night, and uh, they pretty much controlled the end. There's that one moment where it looked like Tampa Bay might get back into it when they made it 3-1, to one, but then bang, 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 three straight goals for Toronto, increased the lead 6-1, and they basically rolled from there. Uh, Toronto evening up the series. Uh, look, this series is still up for grabs. Uh, it could go either way, uh, but Toronto obviously had to have it last night. They did. Credit to the Leaf crowd. That sounded finally like a playoff crowd uh, last night. It took a while but we finally got it. Uh, I love that the animosity is really ramping up in that series as well as we kind of thought it would. Multiple fights, a lot of scrums after the whistle. What a heavyweight bout with Tanner Janot and Luke Shen as well. That brought me back to the days of, you know, Probert and Domi, you know, going at it. Like 30, Probert and Grimson. You go on down the list, those old school heavyweight tough guys, and they'd be just slugging. They wouldn't be just grappling and holding each other. They'd be slugging. They'd be throwing hammer fists. And we saw that last night from both Shen and Janot. Old school heavyweight, rock em, sock em fight. Uh, that's what I miss in the game today. We don't see it often. We saw it every fucking night in the NHL 30 years ago. You don't see it as often, but what a fight that was. And the Leafs bounce back strong, Alex, to see, tie the series. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I expected to see out of the Leafs in game one. I, I don't know why they couldn't bring that energy in, in that game, but it's fine. They did what they needed to do in game two. They put it aside and say, hey, let's let's start over. They hit the reset button, and they came out guns blazing, and they, they exposed the weaknesses uh, of Tampa Bay, exposed the weaknesses of Vasilevsky. And listen, with that all that being said, yes, with the blueprint, or at least the fragments of the blueprint are there to beat Andre Vasilevsky. He's still the best goaltender in the world. He's having a bad season. He's having a, a, a you know, he had a rough outing after a decent outing in the playoffs. But the body of work that this guy has amassed, he's still the best goaltender in, in the league, if not the world. And so I don't know why people were jumping to conclusions saying, oh, that, you know, he's falling off. No, he hasn't fallen off. The guy needs a, a summer off. In fact, the whole team needs a summer off. The, the quicker they get out of the playoffs, the more dangerous this team will be a year from now or six months from now. 
uh, in my opinion. And, and, and Toronto is just a, a better team. And when they get their shit together, keep their heads on straight, keep their heads, you know, keep stay focused. Don't take a lot of dumb penalties. And then they can play their game their way, dictate the pace, and they win games scoring six or seven goals. So uh, I, I'm not surprised to see what happened in game two. I just thought we would see it a little bit earlier, but uh, no time like the present. And now with all these injuries mounting for, for Tampa on the blue line, it, it seems like everybody's just getting beat up and banged up. Like I said, it's just, this has that feel, right, of when the Hawks got knocked out in the middle of the, of the, of the decade, when, when the Kings finally fell off. Uh, even Pittsburgh, you know, the, the times where we've seen them get bounced in the first or second round, Washington in the first round exits. Those teams that play that ton of hockey, all of a sudden all these injuries start to mount. And the little injuries that they dealt with during the regular season grow a little bit bigger in the playoffs. And then the big injuries that guys were dealing with in the, in the season that had healed, they start to get re-aggravated. All that shit snowballs. And, you know, you end up with a team that ends up getting bounced. And it's not, you know, it's not an indictment on any of their their careers or what they've done. Braden Point is still a playoff machine. Steven Stamkos is still one of the best forwards in the game, as is Nikita Kucherov. Victor Hedman is a world-class defenseman. But these guys are struggling right now, and they're injured right now. And they played a ton of hockey, and it's all catching up to them. The, 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 the Crows have come home to roost, and Toronto should have a, a foothold in the series. They need another effort, like they did in Game 2, going into Game 3. Yeah, absolutely they do. No question about that. And uh, Rangers-Devils 5-1 for the uh, New York Rangers last night. Once again, another game where uh, it just looked like the Rangers and their experience just too much for the Devils. Uh, and just really, to be honest with you, uh, they're smothering the Devils, and the, the goaltending has been flat-out better from Shesterkin uh, so far over Vanacek. But to me, the biggest story right now is that the New Jersey Devils are having a tough time matching up physically with the Rangers. You're seeing Chris Kreider have his way in the blue paint, right in front of the net in the goal crease area, doing whatever he wants to do, especially with the man advantage. And he continues to be just a just an absolute terror on the power play for the New York Rangers. Again, we saw it last night. Tarasenko again chipping in offensively. Patrick Kane joins the party with his first playoff goal, which was a beauty, uh, off the rush, and then goes roof job uh, on Vanacek with the backhand. Uh, Rangers just too good. For the New Jersey Devils right now, and uh, look, uh, unless this team all of a sudden gets complacent and starts to think it's going to be easy and a cakewalk, and they fall asleep at MSG, I think it's going to be tough for the Devils to try to get back into the series based on everything I have seen. Uh, and yeah, we have had a back and forth. And look, we like our guy Perlo. Perlo is a good guy. He's on our yeah, betcast yeah. every week, but we kind of think he's out to fucking lunch. With his argument here that the sole reason New Jersey's down 2 nothing in this series is because v Vitek Vanacek is in net instead of Akira Schmid. Trying to prop him up like Akira Schmid is suddenly Marty Brodeur. What is he, Marty Brodeur? I don't even think he's Chris Terreri yet. No. At the start of the time of the season for the uh, New Jersey Devils. I mean, let's calm down. My gosh. I mean, he's got like just a few little games in his sample size here for Akira Schmid. Do we really know how good this kid is? Now, his numbers no. this year are, uh, to, to, to Perlo's credit, solid. 2.13 goals against 921 state. That's pretty good. But, man, it's a small sample size. He hasn't done dick all in the playoffs yet. Can I see him get a playoff start first yeah. in a big pressure cooker before we're ready to say he's absolutely the better option over Vanacek and that Lindy Ruff's a moron for start, starting Vanacek? I mean, I mean, we got to calm down. And first of all, you know, that's not the reason. Goaltending is not the reason New no. Jersey's down 2 nothing. They're not playing well in front of their goalie. Offensively, they've been shut down. Jack Hughes looks timid. You know, he does. He looks like it's an adjustment for him. As great a season and a player as he is, 
you know, other than the penalty shot goal he had in game one, what exactly has Jack Hughes accomplished, you know, in this series? He's been quiet. Jesper Bratt can't find him with a telescope. And this is a guy that's supposed to be impactful for the New Jersey Devils. So they've got problems. Their big guns are firing blanks, shooting blanks. The defensive play has not been good. They've been weak and soft in front of the net constantly against this Rangers team this year, especially when the range in this series, especially when the Rangers have the power play. All of those factors are adding up to Rangers two devils nothing in this series before the fucking goaltending. I mean that that to me that's the way I look at it. Uh Alec when Nate's gonna join is joining us has joined us now. We'll get to him in a sec. Alex, what do you think here, Rangers Devils? Yeah, I mean the Rangers are just outclassing the Devils, right? The the playoff experience, you can you can visibly see it on the ice. You can visibly see the difference between this playoff-laden Ranger team that just went to a conference finals, the majority of them, and then you added in cup winner Vladimir Tarasenko, playoff wizard Sir Patrick Kane, uh, and, and you you know it just outshines what the Devils are doing. And the Devils have had you know a great season. You could argue that the Devils used a giant run in October, November, December to get to the playoffs and kind of just played 500 hockey the rest of the way. But, no, I, I'll give the Devils credit. They're a good team. They deserve to be in the playoffs, but they just aren't ready for primetime right now. And, and Vitek Vanacek is your best goalie by far. For those who you know may have missed it, like I said, we, we talked chatting with our friend Pearl of Wisdom on Twitter, and he's you know of a belief that Akira Schmid should be the starter. No, he shouldn't. And even his numbers are a bit askew because that 2.13 goals against, if you look at the body of work and the teams he beat, he beat Philadelphia twice. He beat Ottawa twice. He beat a bunch of teams that are not playing hockey right now. Oh, we lost Alex uh, here, it looks like, uh, for a second. But, uh, yeah, I get his point. Uh, I'm with him. You know, there's a lot of issues beyond goaltending that are plaguing the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in this series. And, uh, yeah, I mean – I, I get. I I agree with Perlo in one sense. Vanacek has to be better than he's been, but I can't say that goaltending is the focal reason. I just can't go there. That, that's the focal reason. It's the sole reason that the New Jersey Devils are down two nothing. So unfortunately for our guy Perlo, wisdom, the wisdom is missing in my opinion from him uh, when it comes to uh, this argument that he's trying to make. Uh, Nate Rapensky, uh with us now. Nate. Um, Tampa, Toronto, we talked about it just a second ago before you joined us. And, of course, Rangers, Devils. Uh, what were your thoughts on what transpired last night? Yeah, I mean, I um, I don't think I ever gave out my picks when we when we first met, but I uh, am in an NHL bracket, and I picked Toronto to get over the hump and, and win the Cup, which I'm actually really nervous about now with uh, Samsonov's what appears to be an injury, I think. He, he's playing a little nicked. But, um, no, I mean, I think Alex called it out before I jumped on. <laughs> the story with Tampa's injuries, right? um I, a lot of guys hurt um and, and also um i think jimmy I, I saw call it out on twitter last night Vasilevsky just hasn't been the same now you can't blame him on every goal last night uh, toronto controlled that hockey game but Vasilevsky is not playing at the all world level that i think we're used to seeing from him um and then tampa's defense i mean headman has been such an important piece for them he's playing hurt um, you know, other guys up and down the lineup uh, that are making it difficult for them. So I think Toronto's, you know, going to get over the hump and win that series. And uh, Toronto, for me, contingent on them getting goaltending, has the roster, the physicality now to really do some damage. So, so that'll be interesting and, and fun and, and, you know, hopefully a little less um, uh, less nerve-wracking if you're a Leafs fan. You get out of that first round. Um, New York, New Jersey, I talked about it on our last show. I had the Rangers winning this series flat out, like – the Rangers last year, a bunch of young guys, Keandre Miller, 
um, Capo Caco, the kid line, everyone, they got that experience. That's so important when the lights are brightest, right? They may, they won a couple or at least a series last year, um, were able to get, you know, pretty far. And so I think what you're seeing now with New Jersey on the flip side is that youth, right? Jack Hughes, uh, Nico Hischer, uh, Jesper Bratt, uh, you, you name it. Good season, but the, the lights are brighter. The defense is tighter. And even on the goaltending side, say what you want about, you know, Wojtek Vanacek, but like Shesterkin has been there. It's one thing to play, you know, solid goalie during the season. This is a whole different magnitude. And guys, mentally, it's it's a whole other battle. So um, I think New York, uh, the Rangers potentially sweep the Devils. Um, I think if tonight New York takes t- takes a game, I think the series is completely over. I'm pretty terrified if I'm a Devils fan, and I think New York runs away with this one given their experience. So um been uh, interesting to follow both series, but I think you know Toronto and New York for me advance uh, as we move forward. So there you go, Todd. Tomorrow night is what you meant with the Rangers and Devils game three at the at Madison Square Garden. And out west last night, credit to the bounce back teams, Vegas and Colorado. Although it wasn't easy for either team, especially Colorado. I mean, if we're going to look back on last night in that Seattle Colorado game and say, if not for some absolute robbery from Alexander Georgiev in the last, I would say, five minutes of the second period. The game could have gotten away from the Colorado Avalanche even after they tied it. They fell behind 2-0. It was a rough start. They got the two quick goals in succession to tie it. But then Seattle had a power play late in the second. A million chances. Georgiev stood tall. He robbed Seattle on a short-handed rush 2-on-1 late in the period. It was very impressive. A ton of huge saves to keep it tied. And then Colorado. It took basically the Colorado Avalanche until the sixth period of this series to look like last year's Colorado Avalanche. They looked like it finally in the third period last night in game two where they're just carrying the play. They were all swarming Seattle, swarming Grubauer, and eventually, of course, uh, it ended up leading to the Devon Taves' eventual game-winning goal, 3-2. to two. Bad rebound by Grubauer for as good as he's played the last first two games of this series. Did not control that puck well uh, on the initial shot, and Colorado with a big 3-2 win. And Vegas, give them credit. They were stuck in mud for four periods. And then all of a sudden, last two periods last night, they go from like six shots in the first period. What do they end up with? Almost 40? A lot. It was just what a flip of the switch by the Golden Knights. And uh, finally, looking like they sprung to life and the Jets struggling finally to contain them a little bit. And they, you know, after just they looked like they were a step slow all of game one, first period of game two. They finally flipped it. And, and look, you got to tip your cap to the leaders. And the veterans on the team, Jack Eichel and Mark Stone, outstanding games from both of them last night, including Mark Stone with the two goals uh, in the third period to put that game away. But, you know, it's a, that series still, to me, looks fairly competitive. I don't, you know, at 1-1, just like Seattle, Colorado. I'm not even totally ruling Seattle out. You know, they've been right there in every game against Colorado. And every single Seattle, Colorado game has been close. One goal game, and Seattle's been right there. So the, the Kraken actually should still feel relatively good about their chances, at, at least to have a shot to win this series. You know, even 1 1, and now going back to Seattle, you know the place will be rocking. Climate Pledge Arena, the first ever home playoff game in franchise history uh, coming up tomorrow. So excited to see that environment. And of course, uh, Winnipeg, you know what they do at playoff time, the whiteout. Uh, in Winnipeg. We'll see it tomorrow afternoon. It's the first game of the uh, Saturday slate tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern with our my man Rick Ball 
calling that game, by the way, tomorrow on TBS for Vegas and Winnipeg. So I'm glad the American audience gets to hear what a great play-by-play guy he is. And speaking of great play-by-play guys, ESPN's got as close to Gary Thorne right now in Bob Wischusen. Uh, incredible calls. Really, really strong. Gets into it. I, he just keeps getting better. Uh, no one can be Gary Thorne, I don't think. But, man, Bob Wischusen. I mean, that's as close as they've got right now. He, he's he been phenomenal. And a great call again last night for Seattle and Colorado uh, on ESPN. Uh, Alex, the West last night, uh, thoughts on the two games? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, we can't count anybody out, right, in the West. I mean, and, and these are series we felt were going to be competitive series. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I took that shot with three overtimes and uh, series in the six games with Jets and Vegas to, you know, kind of uh, stay away from the side. But like I said, the way Vegas skated in game one, you know, made me believe that, okay, the Jets can, you know, make maybe quick work of, of this Vegas team. But like I said, they t- were able to turn it on the second period and beyond uh, and, and get that win. And, and that's the thing that's kind of scary. But now it's a battle of, you know, teams' consistency. Can Vegas come out in the first period on the road and play like they did in the second and third of game two? Uh, you know, can, can Winnipeg find that second gear being at home? That first period is probably going to be, uh, you know, the the pivot point of that series. We're going to know exactly what's going to happen based on how the first 20 minutes of play in game three goes. So that's a, a big one. And I probably will stay away from betting anything pregame in that spot for that reason. I, that, that's one I want to I watch that full 20 minutes of hockey and see just where every team's at at that point and then make adjustments from there. But end up taking the loss on, on Jets last night that – Jets and four plays gone. I still don't mind that. I mean, like I said, that that strategy in theory is something I would probably be rolling with a lot more whenever you see a road team win game one in a dominant fashion. And, and the fact that we saw that in a couple of these series, it, 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 warranted, it warranted making that play. So, you know, uh, some strategies and systems in the playoffs, you wouldn't make that kind of a move in the regular season, obviously. You, you end up taking a loss, but you can't really harbor on it too much. As far as, uh, you know, the, the other games go – uh, well, I got cut off in the middle of the whole New Jersey thing. The biggest thing I wanted to say about that with that game in New York is that, like I said, the Rangers, that playoff experience is huge, but also just the fact that now with having Tarasenko and Kane finally getting into their rhythm, especially more so Kane, like I said, he had the goal and the assist. Now you just added that that layer that they needed now where Devils can't really pinpoint on one guy, right? You know, they have to, you know, Chris Kreider's been, been on fire, but now they start just putting everybody on him. Now Kane's getting hot. Then you put people on Kane, Terrence Stengel's getting hot. Zabanejad, you know, now they're finally getting the, you know, the uh, that effect of anybody can score, and now teams are having a tough time trying to lock down one or two individual people. So I think, yeah, like Nate said, uh, you know, that's probably going to be a sweep. Uh, I, I haven't put, sprinkled that yet. Uh, if anything, I would probably be looking. And, and if you do play that, I did see at one book where there's a 20 cent difference between under four and a half, that's plus 220, and right. Rangers and four uh, at plus 200. So if you're looking for that, take a look at both of those options because you might find a better price with one or the other. Uh, so that, that was a big note I went to put with the Rangers. And them. Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely, uh, uh, yeah, that I, that's a great point. You know, why bet the plus 200? You know, when you can bet the plus 220 uh, and the under four and, and, and a half. And under four and, and a half. I mean, at this point, that. and at this point, under four and a half would mean Rangers for nothing. Like the, the language, yeah. you know, dictates that there's no way the Devils can come back and win four under four and a half games. So I don't really know why that's even an option at this point. You think that number wouldn't be around. But if you find it, 
and you see a, a bigger number, a bigger price with that play that instead of the the Rangers sweep. Yeah, two different, you know, two different way, I guess, types of bet, but it's the same way to get after it. It's just yeah. worded differently, and it is a little different, but yet you can find a different price. And betting comprehension is so key. Yeah. That, that's literally what it is. It's, it's, it's yeah. the same theory with the regulation draw against the yes, yeah. no overtime run. That's right. Exactly. And uh, comprehension. And uh, my old buddy, Teddy Covers, he always says it. We, we always talk about handicapping skills and, you know, making picks and pick this side, pick this total, pick this player prop. We don't talk enough about betting skills, you know, being able to decipher what exactly the bet is, comprehending what's being asked in the, in the bet and, and then betting it accordingly. Or, of course, uh, also getting the best number, getting the best price, shopping around, you know, making sure you don't, you know, you get 20 cents better. Uh, on a money line price, making sure you don't lose a game by a half a point because you got the best number, that kind of stuff. Yeah, very important uh, long-term to uh, betting success. Uh, all right, well, we're going to talk about the short term now uh, because we're going to look to tonight and the Friday NHL card, four game threes on tap, and we'll begin with the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Islanders. we got Jimmy Murphy, by the way, coming on in about 10 minutes from now at around 2.40 Eastern. Uh, we've got the Islanders minus 120. Uh, home favorites, uh, five the total. How about this total? Five, which you just don't see very often anymore uh, in a regular season or a playoff game. But, you know, we did see game two go over the total. You know, we saw seven goals, 4-3 Carolina win in overtime. So, like I always say, you might think it's a low-scoring game here tonight. I'm never betting an under at five. Never. It's no. not going to happen. Not in this day and age uh, in the NHL. If anything, I'm going to sprinkle on the over because I did la in game two once it dropped to five right before the game started. So uh, it's, uh, again, not with confidence because I could easily see this being real tight 2-1-3-1 for somebody coming off game two. Uh, and plus Sorokin, I've noticed, yeah, not the greatest performance from him in the first two games of the series in Carolina, but very strong at home. I think bolstered by the UBS Arena faithful which, you know, are always uh, up at a different level in terms of noise and how into it they are at playoff time. I think the Islanders probably come out uh, relatively strong here, and I think this is their spot to win this game. They certainly can't feel terrible about, you know, game two, even though they lost. They were in the game. They had battled back from a deficit to uh, not only tie the game, but take a 3-2 to two lead uh, in the third period. So that's how close the Islanders were from being 1-1, you know, in this series. So I like the Islanders here. Uh, and plus, let's look back on last season. What do we know about Carolina? They did not play well on the road uh, in the playoffs. They didn't win a single road game in the Boston series. They lost game three, game four, and game six uh, in Boston last year uh, in the first round. They lost every single road game against the New York Rangers in the second round last year. So this is not a team uh, that with this collective core that have been here now for a few years, Natchez and uh, Tara uh, Vinan's out, but Natchez and uh, Aho uh, and Slavin, Pesci, uh, go on down the list. This core hurricane group has not done well on the road here. Last two years in the playoffs, they're walking into a building here that's going to be amped up, even with their team down 2 nothing. A very uh, desperate sense of urgency you're expected to get from the Islanders uh, here tonight in this game. And of course, uh, Svechnikov uh, already out, and now Tara Vinan. Uh, going to be out now for the remainder of the playoffs with this uh, hand injury that he got uh, in the last game. So uh, that's going to be maybe some trouble for the uh, Hurricanes moving forward. But it, I think it's an Islander spot. I think they answer the bell, and I like them minus 120 uh, here in this game. Smaller sprinkle as well on the uh, total at five. 
Uh, I couldn't talk anyone out of the draw. I don't nearly like the draw as much tonight because I could see the Islanders winning this in reg, you know, a 2-1-3-1 regulation type of win, maybe 3-2, that kind of thing. But I like Islanders minus 120. Uh, might even sprinkle just for value purposes. Forego the Islanders money line in the first period and go for that bang for the buck in the puck line in the first period with the Islanders. Uh, this is going to be just a small sprinkle for me, but I'm seeing a pinnacle. Islanders first period puck line is plus 200. It's a hell of a price. I mean, for a team that I think is going to be flying in the first period, uh, jumping on a Carolina team that's now shorthanded with not one but two top six forwards out, Svechnikov already and now Tara Vinen. So uh, that Islanders minus a half and the plus, at plus 200 at pinnacle first period puck line. I'm putting some of that in my pocket. At that price, I'm absolutely in. No doubt about that, as well with the minus 120 for the full game. Uh, Alex, uh, game three, Hurricanes, Islanders. Yeah, that's amazing value. I'm looking even, even you know, uh, bet online, bet MGM. You see them between plus 175 and plus 190. I'll be jumping on that as well with the Islanders. It's funny, we were talking off air about this because, you know, we both have this whole home series uh, ticket. I have the 48 to 1 with mine going exactly all home games winning at 7. And, you know, the thing I was debating last night was, do I take a shot with Carolina plus money just off of the sheer fact that they win, they go up 3 nothing? That series bet is completely toast. And I'm not going to be getting plus money with Carolina in game four. Chances are I'd be laying $1.20 or $1.30 with a chance for them to close it out with a sweep. So that's what I was kind of going back and forth with. But I just don't think Carolina, you know, will win this game. So I, I'm not I'm not going to stay on, the, on that, that train. I'm going to continue to ride the ticket I already have, and then I'll just add first period puck line with the Isles. As far as the total goals, yeah, no way I'm betting it under five. If anything, I'm waiting for this thing to hit four and a half at a plus price, and then I'll jump over. Uh, I mean, should, being a five opening, you know, I, I haven't live bet since we've had fives. So I don't know if we might get – could we get a three and a half laying $1.30 in the first period if, if there's no score? i take a shot with that too, so – uh, you know, go with the over. I said, we, I don't think we get a goal super early, even though I hope we get Islanders goals early. I don't think, I think we'll have time to get a four and a half a plus price or maybe in the three and a half laying a little bit. So that that's the way I'm approaching it for game three. All right. Good stuff. Indeed. I'm not overthinking it with the player props. I want the hot hands for both sides. I'm going to, even though I like the Islanders tonight, I'm going to come back to the well with my guy, Stefan Mason for the Carolina hurricanes. This guy's been undervalued. He's the leading goal scorer in this series right now. Uh, believe it or not, for either team. I mean, he's been excellent here in these first couple games. Uh, you look at what he's done. He's got two goals, a goal in each of the first two games in this series, power play goals, both of them. So I'm back to the well with Nason to anytime goal score. And for me on the Islanders' side, Brock Nelson. And we saw the impact he made, of course, in game uh, two, goal and an assist. Uh, Nelson goal, Nelson assist, all of those interest me here uh, in this game. I think this is a good save prop game for uh, whoever's in net for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. I, I don't know if we've got it confirmed yet. Uh, it's obviously been anti-Ranta, uh, but I think it's a game-by-game -game basis in this series as far as Rod Brindamore is concerned with his goaltender. As far as I'm concerned with him uh, at this moment, you could see he, very easily he could turn to Freddie Anderson uh, at any moment. But because I think they're up 2 nothing still, they'll, they'll go back to Ranta. It just hasn't been confirmed uh, as of yet, uh, which always has me a little, you know, what, we've gone this long. You know, and even after a two nothing series lead and winning the first two games, we haven't seen uh, Rod commit to uh, Ronta again. It's kind of weird, but I would think he's going to stick with Ronta simply because they won 
uh, the first two games. Just as, but I would expect Ronta. Bottom line is over saves prop for Ronta tonight. I'm very interested in that because I think the Islanders will be on the front foot and be looking to carry the play of throw everything they can at the uh, Carolina net here tonight in this game. Uh, Nate, what do you think here? Carolina, New York Islanders. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing as you guys. I, I like uh, the Islanders. I've, I've seen anywhere from plus 180 to plus 200 on first period. I think they throw kind of everything at them uh, at Carolina. So I like taking the Islanders um, um, to, to win the first period. Obviously not the money line, the puck line. Um, yeah, and then I like the Islanders in the game too. I think they're going to find a way. I, on Over under five, I have a hard time with. I could see this being like the way New York, the Islanders are going to play. I could see this being a 3 nothing win for them, right? You know, um, I could also see this going over five. So I, I don't really like playing the total. Um, and, and yeah, on, on Carolina's side, I, I, I agree with you on the save props. So we're kind of on the same page here. But what I'm going to play probably is, is the Islanders' money line in the first period. And it's interesting to see what Brendan Moore does, just calling it out, because I could see him at some point, particularly I think we saw Antti Ranta struggle a little bit last playoffs. I think at some point they know they're going to have to get Freddie Anderson involved. And so is tonight a good night to let him feel the puck, feel the playoff atmosphere, you know, at something where you have a chance to go up 3-0 and you feel like there's a little less risk on the line, right? As opposed to Ranta having a bad night, then you feel like you have to go to Anderson in a must-win game and he hasn't even played yet in the playoffs. So I could see Anderson maybe getting the go tonight, but um, you know, probably Ranta, I guess, given given the 2-0 lead. But uh, for me, it's Islanders all the way, and um, hopefully they're able to make this a series. Yeah, and uh, this is a must. This is an absolute must for them. They're uh, Carolina, even with you know no Svechnikov and no Taravine, and now you're not coming back likely three nothing down against them. So got to get it tonight if you're the uh, New York Islanders for sure. And by the way, look who's going to be drawn to the lineup for Carolina tonight. He did not play in the first two games. Not only in the lineup, Ron Brindamore's putting him in the top line with Ajo and Jarvis. Given this guy, this is now the probably the billionth chance between here and in Edmonton combined that Yessa Pugliarvi is going to get a top line opportunity. You know, And so normally I jump at the chance to bet props involving someone in this spot. Jumping up to the top line. This guy hasn't done shit on the top line. Going back to Edmonton, he was playing with Connor McDavid, who can make a broomstick look good uh, on the ice. And, and even Pooley then couldn't produce anything offensively, playing with the best player in the sport right now. So it, it's tough to, to trust this guy to do something, uh, even with the opportunity afforded to him, playing with Sebastian Ajo and uh, Seth Jarvis at this point in time. So... Uh, we'll have to wait and see if he does. So that Brent Burns, by the way, there's another guy for props, whether it's a point prop, an assist prop, uh, shots on goal. He keeps going over everything. Brent Burns is probably not a bad look as well in props for the uh, Carolina side tonight as well. All right. Great timing because I think Jimmy will be joining us here any minute now. Boston Bruins, Florida Panthers, uh, Boston minus 140 road favorites here as the scene shifts to sunrise Florida for game three. Uh, the total six. Uh, shaded to the over pretty much across the board here in this one. Uh, the Boston Bruins uh, realizing very quickly uh, after game two uh, on Wednesday night that they have a series on their hands. You know, all this talk about sweep, sweep, sweep. Nope, not anymore. Florida, decisive, and a 6-2 to two win in game two. Uh, I was impressed uh, with the Panthers. A Lion had a pretty strong start. You know, other than that horrendous goal he gave up to Marshawn in game one, uh, he's been pretty good in this series overall. Uh, I thought there was a lot more jump in the Panthers. I thought they were able to get to the middle of the ice a lot better. Everything was to the outside. So in game one, they had the shot advantage, Florida. 
but everything was to the outside. They did not have a great deal of high danger chances, but their speed, they were right on the Boston uh, players in terms of forcing turnovers. I thought their puck pressure, their back pressure up and down the ice, not only defense, but the forwards coming back to track back to help. It forced a lot of mistakes, uncharacteristic out of the Boston Bruins. 15 giveaways from the Bruins in game two. When do you see that? Uh, hardly at all this year from the Bruins, but their sloppy play with the puck and their mistakes fed Florida's transition game and eventually led to a lot of their goals, right? The first goal that Florida got, right? Horrible turnover by Brandon Carlo, and it ends up in the uh, back of their net to tie the game, and that's what really got Florida going. Uh, actually, that was the one nothing goal, but that's what really got Florida going uh, there in uh, that game the other night. So very impressive win from the uh, Florida Panthers there. Forced a lot of turnovers. Matthew Kachuk was good, but the guy that was really good in game two was Brandon Montour uh, from the blue line. Absolutely outstanding uh, game, part of an outstanding season uh, that he has had for the uh, Florida Panthers. No question uh, about that. Great win for Florida. They made a loud and clear declaration that they are here to compete. And they are here to win this series. They believe they can. Everybody in the dressing room said it after game two. We believe in ourselves. We can we can win this series. We can battle this team. can hang with them. And they proved it in game two. And look, Boston's a little showing some vulnerabilities too in terms of Patrice Bergeron again, who they finally missed, but definitely in game two. Uh, he isn't going to play in either game three or four uh, in Florida. Didn't even make the trip to Florida with the team. So Look for uh, Bergeron game five at the earliest for him to return. So obviously he'll be missed again. And now it looks like Linus Allmark, who obviously didn't have his best game either. When's he given up five, six goals in a game uh, like he did the other night? But uh, obviously five goals. The other one was an empty net. But, you know, when did, has he given up that kind of, uh, uh, you know, goals uh, in a game? Not very often, but uh, Linus Allmark uh, will back up Jeremy Swayman. Uh, actually, a game time decision to back him up. So he may not even be available in any capacity tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. So we'll have to wait and see on that. What we do know is it's definitely Jeremy Swayman who will get the uh, game three start here. And I don't like hearing people shit on Jeremy Swayman or say he's a huge drop off from Lena Salmark. He's a capable goalie. He's got confidence. He's come in there and played well multiple times this season. I don't think he's obviously had the uh, consistency start to finish as uh, Allmark did. But you look at his record, 24-6-4. and four. 2.27 goals against average, 920 save percentage. Aren't those good numbers? Those look like solid numbers to me. You got a great team in front of you uh, as well. Uh, a team that's probably going to be a little bit pissed off tonight uh, that uh, they played so poorly in game two. And uh, I don't have the exact record, but you guys know how many times the Bruins lost two games in a row this year. You know, it just did not happen uh, very often. Uh, so I expect Boston to, you know, if the Bruins are the kind of team we've watched all year, right, that's been dominating the NHL, the best team in the league start to finish, that started the season red hot, even with a bunch of injuries, even with a bunch of key players out of the lineup. Look at who was out for Boston early in the season. And they just ripped through the early part of the schedule to that amazing start, even with, you know, McAvoy out, Grizzlick out. You know, Marshawn missed the first part of the season. They had tons of key players, contributors out, and all they did was rip off a great start to the season without those key players. You know, we have seen them without key play personnel still be able to win. We've seen them after a bad game play much better. That's what I'm banking on tonight is that we see the best of the Boston Bruins. 
They aren't happy about the way they played in game three, and they show it. And to be honest with you, in terms of home ice advantage, playing in Florida does not scare me, you know, as a road team. Expect a lot of Bruins fans. I expect a lot of Bruins, uh, black and yellow, black and gold, uh, in the crowd tonight uh, in Sunrise. Uh, That's not a scary home ice environment come playoff time uh, that the Florida Panthers have. So I'm going to do a split bet here with the uh, Boston Bruins tonight, the first period. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit cautious here and just go minus 128 uh, at Pinnacle with the money line for Boston in the first period, just in case it's tied after the first period. Although if you really want to get the bang for your buck, again, the puck line option is plus 170, which is a pretty damn, you know what? I actually am going to do that. The plus 170 option. Um, you know, why, why worry and about pushing? I'm not here to push. I'm not here to push a bet. I'm here to win a bet, right? So why worry about, you know, oh, what if it's tied after the first period? What if Boston plays well in the first period, but they're only tied after the first? Uh, and you, that's why I considered, yeah, minus 128 first period money line, have that security. If it's tied after the first, you push, you don't lose. But I'm gonna go. I, I, I'm gonna go for that price. That price is good. It's a really good price. It's minus a half, plus one seventy with that Bruins first period puck line. And then I'm also gonna go with the full game. But I'm gonna go with the uh, the minus one, the minus one on the uh, Boston Bruins for the full game. And the reason for that is, you know, I don't I don't love the idea of a buck forty, a buck forty five as a road favorite as from a value standpoint. So dumb it down a little bit. You get Boston minus one at plus 125 at Pinnacle. And it's a great bet because if Boston wins by exactly one goal, you don't lose. You know, so you and you have that chance to get the better price as well at plus 125. So that's the way I'm going to approach it. The Boston minus a half plus 170 first period, Boston minus one plus 125 full game. Like I said, we got Jimmy Murphy here. I'm telling you, the timing's impeccable on his end here. But I've just seen too much of Boston this year. Guys out, no problem. Off a loss, we get our best. Jeremy Swayman and Ned, who cares? He's got good enough numbers. I don't think, you know, people are acting like Allmark is Dominic Hoshik and Swayman is, uh, you know, Greg Millen or something. I mean, my goodness. I mean, it's, give the guy a little bit more credit than that. So I think we get the best of the Bruins tonight. I'm expecting it. So Bruins first period puck line, Bruins full game puck line uh, for me. Jimmy Murphy with us. Jimmy, uh, Boston, Florida, what are you expecting from these Bruins tonight. No Bergeron, no Allmark, but we've been in this spot before with them. When their ego's been bruised, when they know they stunk the previous game, we've often got the best from them the next game. What do you think tonight? Well, I think they've stunk two games in a row, really. I would say four out of the six periods that have been played in this series have been uh, dominated by the Florida Panthers. I don't think the Bruins have really been close to their best at all in this series. They were lucky, in my opinion, to win game one. Um, So that's kind of what I'm a little worried about because I thought coming out of game one that we would have saw that bounce back. But I guess the mentality of coming out of it with a win is a lot different than the mentality of coming out of it with a loss. A loss awakens you to what's wrong a lot more than a win does. We know that, guys. So I think you're right there. I think they do bounce back tonight. And Swayman or Altmark, I don't think it matters. That's I wouldn't be so hard on Greg Millinarian, uh, but uh, you know, 
No, he's a, I know him actually from the, uh, he's a good guy though. in the media. Yeah. He's a good guy. Had a couple yeah. beers with him way back during that Vancouver, Boston series. Uh, he showed me some good pubs in Vancouver, but, um, but he was a subpar backup and he even mocks himself on the broadcast. Yeah. Julia, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he's for good sure. like that. Self-deprecating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, he, he, Jeremy Swayman's no Alex Lyon. We could say that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, look, speaking of, good credit to Lyon the other night. I thought he played a solid game. I think yep. Bruins fans here are being idiots trying to say, oh, hey, uh, you know, they didn't get any grade-A chances on him. They had 34 shots on him or whatever. He had that one bad moment with the Marshawn goal in game yeah, one. Yeah, but other even then, that, that, was, great. that was a blazer, man. I don't know how many goalies are stopping that. I thought he played a great game. And kudos to Paul Maurice. I, I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong, I was wrong. I questioned Maurice for going back to him. Kudos to him. So good on them. But as far as the goaltending goes with the Bruins, Swayman is more than capable. You remember last year he came in and was actually the better goalie against Carolina in that series uh, when Allmark struggled. So I don't think that's an issue. I'm going exactly you are there, Ian. I'm going uh, first period puck line Bruins, and I'm going Jimmy puck line for the game. And as far as props go, I don't know if you guys saw a lot of line, uh, a lot of lineup shuffling going on. Jacob Lauco yep. in for Nick Foligno. Matt Grizzlick in for Connor Clifton. I would have taken Forbert out, but that's just me. Um, but I'm going to go with Matt Grizzlick to have two points or more in this game. I think he has that much of an impact today. I think they missed him tremendously. He's the guy they need when they're coming up through the neutral zone where it's been clogged up by Florida, and Florida's done a great job of standing up to the Bruins there and, and really pushing that forecheck on him. So I like Matt Grizzlick to have a big game. Those are my picks for tonight. I was actually surprised he was a scratch to start the series, quite honestly, Yeah, uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. Like, this is a guy that's been through some wars now, multiple playoff seasons, great experience. Uh, Mm -hmm. And yet we saw – and that's nothing against Forbert, but I just – I was surprised by that, that Grizzly has not gotten into the series until tonight. So uh, definitely interesting to see how it goes here. But, uh, yeah, there there is that – there is that president's trophy thing. I mean, it is a kind of a thing, right? I mean, that's that's the, that's always the, the 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 elephant in the room with any team in the Stanley Cup playoffs that just won the president's trophy. Like, uh oh, uh, is that going to be a harbinger of trouble uh, in the future? Well, we'll find out tonight. But uh, yeah, I'd be a little bit more concerned about Boston if they lose tonight because we've been able to bank on Boston off a bad game and a and a loss, and they haven't had many of them. But we've been able to bank on Boston off a loss all year, so they lose again tonight then that concern level certainly rises there's no doubt uh, alex uh, what do you think here boston florida yeah, we're all in, in agreement with that uh, first pair puck line for boston and listen you know okay swayman being in net for allmark this isn't the same situation that's going on here in minnesota where you're playing florida for gustafson the the numbers for me i pretty much have a 10 cent difference between swayman and allmark as great as allmark's played swayman the only reason he's even had any kind of drop-offs during the regular season is because he's not the starter. Uh, you know, there's been some, you know, backups are going to get stars where they look rusty and, and, and not have good nights. Other than that, he's been fantastic. So this You always get a, the bad a, spot as a backup. That's 100% right, right most often. Right. Yep. So, yep. so you have to take that into consideration. If, if he was starting, he'd probably have, you know, maybe two-thirds the, the, the same kind of numbers as Allmark because he would have been playing, you know, winning hockey throughout the whole year with this, with this good of a team. So I wouldn't freak out too much about that. And, you know, like I said, things changed the way Florida won game two. Florida was down coming into this 0-2. I would probably be looking at Florida first period puck line and sprinkling on the draw because I think that this would be – that's the way I kind of handicapped this looking at the sweep was that 
the toughest game was going to be game three, getting Florida back at home. Now I think it's going to kind of have that kind of back and forth feel. I think Florida is going to still be amped up. I don't think there's a letdown after winning game two on the road. They should certainly be jazzed up in the first, but I think Boston's going to bring their A game, which Florida at their A plus game simply just can't hang around with. So I'm keeping it simple with just Boston uh, in the first period. I think we'll have enough back and forth time in this game to where I'll probably be able to grab Boston live money line, honestly. I think Boston wins this game, but I think they'll trail at a, at a point and I'll be able to grab Boston to come back and win it. Yeah, there's there's no question. Yeah, there's definitely some lineup shuffling, as uh, Jimmy mentioned. You're right. Uh, it looks like it's going to be I'm, – am I seeing – I'm seeing Marshawn, Coyle, and Frederick potentially top line. Yeah, wow. yeah. The one thing he said, those will be the line – that will be the lineup to start the game. But yeah. Monty, Monty said specifically it's going to just – be all over the place the whole game. It's going to be a matchup game. That's, you know, we're in the playoffs now. That's what it's all about is, is matchups. It's going to go shift to shift on how these lines pan out. So don't, don't put too much stock into that. It's not a demotion or a promotion. It's just, this is the way he wants it to start the game. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's, and it's going to be a changing on Remember, Florida with last line change. So definitely it's going to mean probably even more so in terms of the uh, line, exactly. uh, line matching in this game, maybe trying to get a different uh, group uh, on the ice. Uh, when you see Florida make that last line change, get someone off and get another line on quickly. So that's what it's going to be a chess match, maybe uh, in the line matching department tonight. Paul Maurice and uh, Jim Montgomery uh, here uh, in uh, this one. Uh, props, by the way, just quickly uh, in terms of. Uh, David Pasternak didn't have his greatest game. Uh, you And I, I kind of think he has a much better game tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. Would not shock me at all. I mean, the goal prop is never a great price for him, but makes sense to me. He finds the back of the net tonight. Ian, it's pure speculation on my part, okay? But I'm just I'm just letting you know that the Bruins aren't saying anything, and they won't say anything, I'm sure. Oh, injury maybe? So you go back and you look. I want to say it was his third shift of the game. Down in, uh, in the Bruins corner, he went in battling for a puck, and puck popped out, went the other way. He was lagging behind the play, kind of crouched over, skated around in two circles, and then went straight to the bench and was hunched over for a while on the bench. He missed the next two shifts. He did come back and play the game, but he looked to be laboring throughout that game. Something to watch heading into this, uh, into this game three with him. I'm with you. You would think he would explode after a bad game, but I wonder if he's hurt. So it's something to keep an eye on if you're thinking about props with him. That's a good, that's great info there. And you know what? Well, that's something that definitely, but my, uh, I'm always like, my eyes are like this when I'm watching him. Like I'm just, I'm glued to the sets uh, when the games are on. So I'll be watching that very closely, seeing how he's moving out there, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a concern if it's uh, going to be something that lingers here for, uh, the uh, playoff run moving forward with uh, David Poster. And by the way, Jimmy, I heard the press. I just happened because I've been trying to catch some of these press conferences here with some of these coaches. I heard Jim Montgomery's praise for your chapeau <laughs> yesterday. That was great. I love that. Yeah, yeah, he likes those. Ever since they, uh, the Bruins uh, coaching and management staff, they wore those in the Winter Classic. Yeah. Uh, so he's become he's become a big fan of these types of hats. I might just have to get him one after the season. We'll, we'll see what we nice. do. Yeah, exactly. No, he had to send it. I love the hat. I'm jealous. That was <laughs> Jim Montgomery when Jimmy asked his question yesterday yeah. uh, in the press conference. That was awesome. Of course, of course, I don't know if you heard the rest because I think the Bruins edited it out, but we have it up on our National Hockey Now uh, YouTube page. Um, 
you know, I, I then asked him about what Matthew Kachuk said to Thomas Noshik and if it crossed the line a bit, you know. I, I don't know, guys. I, growing up playing and then just talking to players over the years, interviewing them, I, like I just – I've always – maybe I'm aloof, maybe I'm ignorant. Who knows? I don't know, but I always thought wives and kids were off limits. I, I just yeah. thought that was kind of an unwritten rule. But well, he said your wife is a whore to Thomas Noshik. Yeah, a, yeah, a fucking yeah. whore. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, that's right, yeah. And, and I don't he, think the Kachucks have a line. I don't think Brady or, or Matthew yeah. have a line. Matthew and certainly doesn't. He yeah. said it seven <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. at what point does ESPN say, I, we might want to turn off this hot mic right now? Yeah, yeah Ray Ferraro is right. keeping the mic on funny. blast right there between <laughs> the benches. Like, I ne he never shut it off, clearly. Yeah. He's like, you know, letting us hear everything there. Plus, you heard Eric Stahl. Clean, nice clean hits, you fucking loser. I heard yeah. Eric Stahl say yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm, you know, because I'm a dad, I guess that you, you look at things differently, right? When you have kids, and I don't want my daughter hearing that, you know? Yeah. So. But 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 did did he fight Kachuk though? Because if you if you talk about my wife and kids, we're fighting, you know. Oh, I would have I would have jumped on <laughs> right away. I don't like. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know, and Montgomery's saying, you know, we don't want to be baited in, dude. He called his wife a whore. Who yeah, cares? That's not baited in. Beat his ass. Like, beat his Thomas ass. Thomas It's not Wayne Gretzky. Like so, what? You lose Thomas Noshik for five minutes, like big deal. Right. And and, yeah. and and we are we forgetting that? Okay, go beat his ass. Kill the penalty off. Now you got momentum. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes taking a penalty ain't always a bad thing, and especially if it's something that's warranted, then that that that's gonna rally the troops. Like you exactly, know. I'm with you. I'm with you, Alex. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, to me, to me, and you said it yesterday. We kind of talked about this actually on yesterday's show uh, after Game uh, Two with Florida and Boston. That just don't make it racial. Don't make it about religion or race or anything like that. Uh, and that that's definitely off limits. There's no question about that. That's definitely when it crosses the line. But you're right, the bringing the wives into it, yeah, that's that's definitely skirting the line at the very uh, yeah, at yeah, the very that's least. That's what I said yesterday. I said he's yeah. towing the line on that one. But, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, that is definitely. Uh, Nate, what do you think here, Boston, Florida? Man, it's tough. Um, you, you guys know I have other sort of interests in these games, but um, uh, just based on knowing a couple guys on the team, but um, – you know, I, I don't know. I think I think Florida has to realize in this game, I get we're saying Boston off of a loss, right? 1-1. Yeah. But I think Florida has to realize this is their opportunity. Like this at-home game three is their opportunity to pounce, win a game, and potentially take control of the series. You lose this game, your back's against the wall, and then Boston, the team expected everyone to roll, roll. So I actually kind of like looking at Florida. I'm going to go on the other side, puck on right, like this it. period. Um, and see if they get one. Uh, I think it's plus 200. Um, other than that, I, I'm probably not going to take much on this game given sort of the affiliations. I, I like Carter uh, Verhage. Uh, I think it's he's plus 180 to score. I do like that. I was on that the other night. I said when Florida wins and you know plays well, he's involved. Yeah. Simple as that. Yep. And, and then I'll uh, I'll ride Montour as well until I mean the guy is just at the end of the season. Then obviously two games last game has been great. I think it'll be interesting to see Swayman. I, I agree. I mean, I think he was three and two in the playoffs last year, had a pretty good save percentage. Um, so he's been here before he gets it, but he hasn't played in eight days. So he's going to have to feel the puck a little bit. Um, but I think it'll be an interesting game. And, and given the, the Kachuk gossip, what we were just kind of going through, uh, I think it'll be a physical game. I think Boston's going to come out physically and, and try to impose their will. Like if I could bet, you know, Frederick over in penalty minutes or, or any of those things, I think I would. Right. But um, I, I think it's, it, it'll be a, It'll be a it'll be a great game in my opinion, but I'm gonna just probably sprinkle sprinkle Panthers first period, even if Boston 
dominates that first period. Maybe for Hagi or somebody finds an opportunistic chance and then um, going to look at those player props for the rest of the game. There you go. And I agree with you. If I'm looking at Florida Panthers player props, there's no doubt Verhage, Kachuk, and Montour are absolutely at the top of the list, whether it's shots on goal, goal, assist, points, anything. That's who you start with if you like anyone on the uh, Florida side, uh, no question. I mean, this Boston props are tough because I like Boston up, but now I'm a little concerned when Jimmy's throwing out. He might be playing less than 100%. But And then the lineups, line combinations that you see right now, as Jimmy alluded to, too, they may be changing throughout the uh, course of the game as well. They're just, uh, for now, they're they're temporary uh, at this point. So it, that's, that makes it tough, tough to pinpoint who's going to get the most TOI time on ice tonight for the Bruins. Yeah. I think Marshan too, guys. I mean, I, I think Marshan's been the Bruins' best player so far in this series. Uh, Scored in both games. Yep. Yeah, and, and just it, everything he's doing, right? He seems yep. to really – he has it back. And it, it was a big topic here over the last, I'd say, month heading into the playoffs that something was missing with him. He was yeah. off. A lot of people questioned, did he come back too early way back there in November? Remember when he him and McAvoy both came back rather early from off-season surgery? Um, he's a guy to watch. And I, I think Taylor Hall, he's not exactly scoring, but he's, he, I feel like he's hes knocking on the door. You know what I mean? He's doing all the little things right right now. He's due. So those are two guys I keep an eye on as well. His goal props too. Taylor Hall over a goal, at least I have plus 290 and it plus that's 280. Pretty, that's great value. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. seeing the Boston ones are weird. I just, just to jump in. I mean, like I have a lot of respect for how Jake DeBrusque plays, but but I, I'm seeing his goal total the same as Verhage's. I don't I don't understand that. Like how, how are you putting those two on par? So there's interesting stuff in Boston, but I like Taylor Hall. That's crazy value. Yeah. He's and he's second line tonight, at least pseudo second line, because yeah, again, yeah. these could be changing throughout the game, but he's starting at least on what's deemed as the second line with Zaka and with uh, Posternock. So we'll see how that ends up uh, going. All right, that was a lot of time we spent on Boston, Florida, but uh, obviously for good reason. Uh, we got the two West games coming up uh, to talk about. 220 live viewers, hit the like button. Shout out to our podcast listeners. We'll be back to talk Dallas, Minnesota, and L.A. Edmonton coming up right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, good stuff. And Alex, new products at Gramco now as well, right? Yeah, yeah. They got the uh, HHC gummies and the CBD gummies to add to their Delta A collection. I, I ate both of those yesterday, and it was absolutely fantastic. CBD really helps for my joints. I had a lot of neck and shoulder pain. Kind of took that all away, and the HHC really helped me. Kind of give me a little bit more energy with uh, 
uh, the amount that I was smoking yesterday. I was smoking for about 12 and a half hours. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> playoff stress. Playoff stress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, happy belated 420, Jimmy, for sure. Oh, yeah, wow. I partook as well. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, everybody check out thegroundco.com. Use uh, the promo code IceGas or IceGas20. Sometimes the one code doesn't work. The other one, we have backups uh, as well. So you can always DM me if the other ones don't work. But uh, check out thegroundco.com. They got all kind of great stuff and great rates. And, uh, you know, they got a big sale going on as well, of course, because it's 420 weekend. So uh, definitely check that out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Dallas, Minnesota. Uh, now we move to the West. Game three here. Uh, and what's been a pretty exciting series years actually so far. Five and a half the total. Even money, minus 110. Uh, both sides uh, here in this game. Uh, I am on Dallas in the series, but um, I am on Minnesota tonight. I think it's just one of those situations where it's got that back and forth feel to it uh, this series. I, I think the teams are going to split, you know, here in Minnesota, just like they did in Dallas. But I think this is the wild now with a rested Philip Gustafson. This is where it's supposed to come in. This is where it's supposed to, you're supposed to cash in on your decision if you're Dean Evason. And I didn't like it anyway, and I still don't agree with it. But cash in on your decision that uh, to start Mark Andre Fleury in Game Two so that you could get Gustafson rested and whatever uh, you know the, the re- regenerate you know the rehabilitation whatever you thought he needed after Game One. Uh, and he's obviously played extremely well. Uh, down the stretch of the regular season. And, of course, in game one, he was great in that overtime win for the Wild. So uh, they're obviously going to have him in net. Ottinger expected for Dallas. Of course, Joe Pavelski hasn't made the trip to Minnesota, so we won't be seeing him at least uh, for a couple of games. It'll be interesting to see for uh, Minnesota. They do have a couple of uh, players we want to keep our eye on in terms of their status for tonight. But it looks like John Klingberg is set to make his series debut against his former team uh, and will return to the lineup for the Minnesota Wild uh, tonight. Uh, Ryan Hartman, uh, I think there's a chance he plays, and uh, Joel Erickson as well. So we'll have to keep an eye on the two of them uh, toward uh, puck drop here. But a chance we see both Hartman and uh, Erickson good to go uh, here tonight for uh, game three. But uh, I just like the way it goes here for Minnesota. Bounce back spot for them. One thing about XL Energy Center, I'm sure Alex will vouch for it, and even Nate because he's from Minnesota. A loud crowd at playoff time it certainly should help the team. Minnesota's home playoff record hasn't been that bad. It's been Oftentimes, their road woes uh, in postseasons past. So, you know, in the back and forth series, I think they feed off that environment at home. So, I'm going to go Minnesota minus one ten, and yet a little bit on the draw because I did say I would I would bet the draw in every single game in this series. And if you do, I think you'll still end up profitable. You're one and one so far uh, with the uh, draw, but you're up money because uh, all you needed to do is hit a couple draws in the series, and you'll be profitable. So. Uh, that's the way I'm going. Minnesota money line and a smaller bet on the draw. Alex, stars wild. See, that's why I made sure to say that it makes sense to bet on every draw in the series because I'm not holding myself to that. I'm not betting the draw here in this game, but it does to make complete sense to do to look for it any time these two teams meet. However, this is a spot I had circled before the series started. I liked Minnesota in game three right off the jump. And in the middle of watching game one, I said this out loud with nobody around me. And I, and then I texted our friend Terry Edelman. I said, something tells me Kirill Kaprizov is getting a hat trick in game three when the wild win. And, and I just had that feeling. And, and it, you know, I just, I could see where being back home, especially now with, with the one, one series, just the, all the, it just has that perfect storm kind of a feeling thing. And I think he's going to be the guy to really lead them the way, right? Like he's the, their key offensive piece. He's been the guy to really step up time and time again over the last year and a half. Uh, two, two and a half years. And, and I think this is going to be his moment. 
took a shot with that at plus 2,700. I mean, you, you know, play that small, and if that cashes, you're looking good. But I, I think Minnesota wins this game. I lay the dollar five. Uh, you got Gustafson back in net, which is the way it should be for the rest of the series at this point. You're in a world of trouble if Gustafson gets blown up early, and then you have to bring Flurry back in, and now you've got more of the who do we go with now issue. That, that'll probably spell the, the, the beginning of the end for Minnesota. But I think they get a big win here in front of the home crowd. Yes, it's a 9 o'clock home star, but that place is going to be rocking and rolling, and it's a fucking Friday, so you know you don't have to get up Saturday most likely. So uh, deal with the late start, you know. And uh, and make some noise, and that barn should be rocking and rolling. And I think the Wild will feed off that energy, get some goals early and often, and win games. All right, good stuff indeed. Now, obviously, you got to bet something on that hat trick for Kaprizov, right? You got to bet a little something on that, aren't you, Alex? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got I got plus twenty seven hundred. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So I'm being cautious. I do like his over shots, no question. Uh, and I, I certainly like him to score, and it's plus you know one twenty, one twenty five. It's not the greatest price just to get one goal, but I think he'll get at least one goal tonight. I think that's a, one of the better goal prop bets tonight. Just feels like it's got a great chance of happening. Kaprizov at home, off the loss in game two to find the back of the net. But uh, you know what, Alex has been good with his Kreskin like calls on next goal, and he's had this feeling. You know, he's got this feeling uh, for a week or two. Uh, about this Kaprizov hat trick thing that I might just have to jump on it myself as well uh, for a little bit here tonight. Nate, what do you think here? Stars Wild. Yeah, um, similar thoughts to you guys. I think the the Wild coming home again, a pivotal. Once you get a split on the road, you come home game three as the the home team. Now, um, in any series, I think it's it's one you really emphasize in circles. So I think Minnesota comes out hot. Interesting thing, fact. If you if you need uh, sort of proof that Minnesota uh, or Minneapolis St. Paul is a hockey town. The Timberwolves play in Minneapolis tonight at the same time at 9.30. Tickets are, I think last I saw, lowest are $38. The lowest to get you into the XL Energy Center is about $180. So we could tell who the the, the faithful are, are supporting in, in Minnesota. And, and obviously the Timberwolves, I don't think, have much of a chance anyways. But um, like the Wild tonight, I actually look puck line. I think they come out strong. I think Erickson Eck back. Uh, John Klingberg, I believe, is back. Um and then obviously hopefully Ryan Hartman's able to, to make a contribution as well. So we'll see where they're at. But um, I think plus 225 on puck line for Minnesota. I'm going to take a shot on that. Uh, I like the odds. Um, totally crazy that that flurry played. I get it. His experience, his playoff pedigree. It just seems like the game has passed him by. Like, does his style even work in the NHL anymore? He's completely flopping around. Like, I've been talking to a few of my buddies about this, and it's like he, he just – it just doesn't seem like it works. It's like old school NHL. And I'm like, let's, let's go to like sound goaltending. So happy to have Gustafson back in and um, yeah, we'll take the wild uh, uh, minus one and a half and, and see where that goes with some of the guys that are getting back. He's always been athletic and making those sprawling saves. So I, I think that's partially his style. Cause you remember the save he made to preserve the Stanley cup win against Detroit way oh. back in the day, late in that game and late in that third. But to me, his just his technique you know, just the, the the structure and the fundamental structure and technique of him in net has declined. And, well, when, and you, now when you rely on that, though, athleticism and yep. you're now older, right, and That's you're not right. playing sound fundamentally, right. like the game will pass you by, and it just seems like it has. That's it's, it's harder that. to make those kind of sprawling saves and be excellent and on on point with them when you're, what, late 30s now, as Marc-Andre Fleury is instead of, you know, 20s 
uh, or early 30s, earlier in his career. So that's all part of it. There's no question. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to chip in too, what Nate mentioned about with the Timberwolves playing, because I've seen people on Twitter going, oh, Minnesota parlay, because you got the Twins playing as well. If you're going to do that, maybe go Twins and Wild, but do not go Timberwolves. Probably want to add Nuggets instead. Yeah. So. Nothing to do with Timberwolves. Two out of three ain't bad if you're going to do the Minnesota parlay <laughs> thing tonight. Yeah, with the Twins, the Wild, and the, uh, uh, and the uh, Timberwolves tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Dallas, Minnesota. I'm actually going to give you the rest of my picks here, guys, because I got to get running. So um, sure. I, I'll start. I don't know. I, I'm guessing you guys already did the Hurricanes Islanders, but in that yeah. game, uh, give me the Islanders money line uh, in Dallas, Minnesota. Give me the reverse puck line, Minnesota Wild. And in the Oilers, Kings, I'm going to take the Kings money line. All right, Kings to uh, bounce back after the uh, game two loss uh, in uh, Edmonton. And we'll get to that game next. Uh, Jimmy, great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. Looking forward to it. We'll see you next Friday. Sounds good, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, there he is, Jimmy Murphy. What great info. I didn't even know Pasternak was, had something bothering him. So, uh, geez, that's great. Uh, and apparently it's not being – see, that stuff hasn't really been talked about publicly, but mm-hmm. Jimmy is on top of it. So it's great info about Pasta. And uh, that's what would be bothersome if you're Boston. We know how important he is. But that's why I'm fascinated to see how he looks tonight on the ice. All right, Western Conference first round game two, final game of the slate tonight, L.A. Kings, Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton minus two. Uh, that's not right. That's not that high, is it? No, it's not. Sweet. That's wrong. It's minus 150 uh, with uh, Edmonton uh, here. I, you know what it is? That's the game two price. Yeah. So there we go. That's uh, We'll get that changed here. Let's get our graphics in order. Minus 150 is the legitimate price here. Road favorites. They are favored, but it's road favorites, and it's not that price. So it's minus 150. I, shit, I'm, I guess I'm on the Kings now, too. Yeah, exactly. No wonder Jimmy's on the Kings here. Yeah. No wonder he took them tonight. The minus 230 for Edmonton. No, uh, of course not. It's minus 150 uh, for the Edmonton Oilers here as uh, road favorites. Total six and a half. That is correct with the uh, total here uh in this game there we go uh we got it uh all, all correct now um look edmonton's been great on the road okay excellent uh, on the road this year in fact they've played even better uh on the road than at home i'm definitely I, i'm gonna bet edmonton minus one uh, here in this game a uh, full game puck line and that's no disrespect to la but i think edmonton let's be honest you look back at game one and game two of this series and there's been six periods played. Who's been the better team in out of those six? Who's won those periods? Edmonton has won probably four of those periods, minimum. You could even say five, maybe. You know, they had a bad third period against L.A. in game one that cost them. Uh, and then they lost in overtime. And I don't think they had a great second period, you know, in game two. You know, and really, other than that, you would have to say four of the six periods, regulation periods, have been won by the Edmonton Oilers. So, to me, they still look like the the better team. And that's, again, LA is a very good team, too. Uh, This is not me saying, oh, Edmonton, you think Edmonton's a better team? You think LA stinks? No, Edmonton, LA's a great team. uh, And I still believe that. But they are up against it here in this series. And what I see for Edmonton is Connor McDavid's got one point in two games. And yet they could—they're this close to being up two nothing in the series had they not blown it in game one, with Connor McDavid not really doing a whole lot uh, so far. And, and what if he gets going? What if number ninety-seven does what he often does and crank it into another gear? You know, and that's what the fear is for LA. You haven't even seen the best of Connor McDavid. Some of that credit goes to uh, Philip Deneau, by the way, who is one of the best defensive centers uh, in the NHL for doing a nice job. You know, trying to keep. Connor McDavid under wraps, but 
that's the concern for LA. McDavid has been very, very pedestrian by his standards in two games, and you're you know one one, and you're very close to being down two nothing. Edmonton's been very good on the road. Let me see the exact record: twenty seven and fourteen on the road. That's definitely. 13 games above 500 on the road for this Edmonton Oilers team. So, you know, absolutely outstanding. Um, and and I think we saw this last year, if I'm not mistaken, when these teams played in the uh, first round where Edmonton, or Edmonton bounced back after losing the first game of that series. Uh, and then it was uh, Edmonton carrying that momentum forward into game three when the scene shifted to L.A. and they won game three as well. I think we're going to see the same here. Obviously, I don't love minus 150. I don't love regulation because I don't want to take a chance that we see this game go beyond 60 minutes. And keep in mind, we did see almost both games in Edmonton go uh, to overtime. So that's why I'm going to go the minus one route, uh, plus 108 at Pinnacle. Uh, good price, uh, plus price with that. So Oilers minus one, full game puck line, plus 108 for me uh, in this one. Um, the total is interesting. I mean, could go either way as far as I'm concerned. The Edmonton team total kind of appealing to me as well. I might do a little split between the puck line full game and that team. The team totals even money plus 100, you know, for Edmonton over three and a half uh, in this game tonight. So might do a split between those two uh, for the Oilers stance in this game tonight. What do you think here, Alex? Uh, game three, Oilers and Kings. Yeah, you know, you made a great point of talking about, you know, with this L.A. and, uh, and Edmonton thing, you know, both teams are good. You know, Edmonton has just looked better. Like I said, yeah. they won the majority of the periods. Even the overtime, they lost the game, but they weren't playing bad in, in OT. It was, it was a break, and, and, and L.A. got it, and they scored. So this is, uh, you know, it's it's still a, a close battle. And like I said, they're not going to be phased playing it at, at Staples Center. They're not going to be phased on the road. They've been a, a decent road team. And I think this is going to be a good back-and-forth, tight playoff game. So I'm taking a shot with the draw here at plus 335. Uh, that's, that's the feel that I have with this. It's going to be tit for tat. It's going to be a great live betting game. I think we'll be able to catch some of those next to score props. So I'm hoping to, to dive in and, and grab a few of those. Hope we catch a couple of those and, uh, you know, hoping for what will be a long night on the West coast. Yeah, no question. Uh, and, uh, the, the draw, I could see it, you know, I could say that's exactly why I went minus one, uh, for this uh, game, not the regulation. I, I don't love regulation bets at this time of year. Uh, because, you know, you could always get that threat of overtime. And uh, and that's always a, a concern of mine when I'm looking at uh, certainly uh, regulation bets at uh, this time of year. But just uh, on props here for uh, this game tonight, uh, I do like, uh, by the way, I should point out um, uh, for this game that uh, uh, for the Dallas-Minnesota game, I want to point out for uh, Miro Haskinen, uh, he has been an assist machine. He's had an assist in the uh, in every game in the Minnesota series so far for Dallas. So even though I think Minnesota wins the game, Haskinen's been uh, getting involved certainly with the assist props. So worth a look. And like I said, Kaprizov there. As far as the Oilers, I'm I'm going right back to Evan Bouchard again to get a point. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins to get an assist is a good look. Um, Leon Drysaitel, look, he's been scoring more of the goals lately than McDavid. So you know, of the two big guns. Drysidle and McDavid. I'm going to pivot to Drysidle for the goal prop tonight, uh, as far as I'm concerned for the Edmonton Oilers. I do like Kempe too, even though I like Edmonton in the game. I think Kempe back on home ice, he makes an impact tonight, finds the back of the net. So I do like that prop as well here uh, for this one. Uh, Nate, what are you feeling here with Game Three, Edmonton, LA? 
Yeah, guys, I'm looking at Edmonton too. I'll probably follow you on the the minus one there, Ian. I, you know, I think the uh, for for Edmonton, I think the Kings have had a nice year, but if you look at them in the regular season, right, kind of middle in the pack and five on five goals, not really able to generate that much. Obviously, an excellent power play. They have guys like you know Adrian Kempe who can just absolutely rip the puck, and, and some of those guys, but. I just think the Kings roster catches up with them a little bit here in the postseason, and Edmonton starts to take control with some of the ways they've bolstered their roster as well with Ekholm and some of the depth that defense. I don't think L.A. has the top six defenders to, to win this playoff series, and I think Edmonton you know, steals one on the road here and starts to really put their foot on the gas. So I'll take Edmonton minus one as well. I think they win this game and, and, and really do take control of the series. Um, the only thing to watch, right, and, and it always kind of makes me nervous, is is you know Stuart Skinner or whoever's in that for the Oilers. It just figures like they, they can never quite figure it out. But um, Edmonton, uh, I think, is a good luck for me tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to trust that they've been road warriors this year. Like they've been really so good on the road. I mean, it's been it's been I think one of the most gratifying parts of their season is just how good this team has been away from home. Uh, all season long. I mean, they've they've act, they've actually been better on the road than at home. You look at how they played in L.A. Uh, this year. Uh, of course, we saw the last time they played in L.A. They won three to one, you know, against this uh, Kings team. So uh, they've just been excellent on the road. Very important that, uh, and I know that I definitely respect the fact that there's some people in our that watch the show and listen to the show that say, "Well, I can't bet the minus one." If you can't find minus one for the full game puck line at your book what you can't what the other way of getting at this would be no. is a split bet on the money line and minus one and a half on the puck line and every book is going to give you minus one and a half uh, on the puck line so that's kind of another way to bet minus one if you don't have minus one at the particular sports book where you're involved uh then you what you can do is split your bet half on money line with edmonton and half on minus one and a half on the puck line with Edmonton. That's how you go about it. So for those of you wondering, how do I uh, go about it with no minus one line at my book? That's how you do it. You just do a money line and a minus one and a half puck line split. The other thing, oh, no, say what you're going to say, Nate. Yeah, no, I was going to say the other thing to call out here, guys, is when you look at Edmonton, I mean, I think they finished the regular season 9-0-1. Like, they have all the momentum in this game, and they're really starting to gel. So so I I just think to emphasize that Edmonton bet and them taking control of the series, uh, there's there's certainly logic to back it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, again, uh, it's going to be uh, – this is a great series, a great, a great, call, great crew on the call tonight for Turner. It's uh, Forslund and Eddie Olchik, so – uh, looking forward to them. One, two of my favorites for sure. Uh, looking forward to this one here late night tonight, Edmonton and L.A. All right, great stuff. Hit the like button, 217 live viewers on YouTube. And shout out to our podcast listeners. Check out patreon.com slash guys. Just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily Ice Guys show betting card, bonus content, and more. Patreon.com slash guys. Just $10 a month. Yeah, also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Like I so said, we got all kind of new stuff. For the summer, we got T-shirts for the ladies. We got tank tops for everybody. We got loungewear. Uh, just check it all out. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Back to wrap with best bets right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. 
If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the weed whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the weed whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave, and you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner with the ball deodorant keep you smelling good looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you for all you guys out there and it's courtesy of our good friends at manscape.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, time for best bets. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go down the street. Minnesota, Dallas, game three, back home, uh, XL Energy Center. It's going to be a raucous crowd, and I think they're going to be cheering all night long. Uh, I think Minnesota gets the win here. I think this also probably is the last game they win in this series. But uh, I think Kirill Kaprizov has a big night. Looking for him. Hopefully he gets that hat trick and cash that plus 2700 But the best bet here is the Wild. On the money line, I laid $1.05. $1.10 is just as fine as well. Uh, take care of business at home in game three. That is my best bet for Friday night. There you go. Minnesota Wild, minus 110 even money. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Nate Rapensky, good to have you with us again. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Islanders tonight, uh, minus 120, right? I think they get it done at home. Um, also, like I said, like their first period uh, puck line, but uh, minus 120 on the Islanders. I think they come home, uh, you know, sound defense up and down. I think Sorokin has a redemption game, and they uh, they win a tight one uh, in uh, in New York. All right. I like that one, too. Islanders, uh, minus one. Uh, 20 uh, against the Hurricanes for Nate Rapensky for best bet. But my best bet is going to be the other primary side that I like in this, one of the other primary sides I like in this uh, Friday night slate, and that's the Boston Bruins. Uh, we're going to go with them. Minus one is the way we're going to approach it here. Full game uh, puck line. Uh, I think it is a uh, uh, just in case, you know, you got any overtime shenanigans or they win by exactly one goal. But uh, we've seen this Bruins team show up every time. You know, they're doubted or off a loss, off a bad game. That's why they've been the best team in the NHL all year. I think you'll see their best tonight. Give me Boston minus one plus 120 uh, full game puck line for best bet for this Friday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button. Uh, appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. Uh, and if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern. Me, Alex, and Kevin Beach joining us, as he does every Saturday, and we'll break down the Saturday slate for you right here on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Mm -hmm.